I was thinking, what would Jeremy Irons' character sheet look like? Mm. Let's just go over some key stats here. Uh, I feel like it would be written in, in all caps, for starters. Everything would be in quotation marks as well. You know how people <laughs> erroneously use those? Mm. <laughs> What's the maximum you can get for a base-level charisma, like 18 or something? <laughs> You'd get, like, 40. Yeah. And I feel like the sheet would generally just be covered with dots of spittle. <laughs> as, as he recounts his, his abilities in character Torn in half, clumsily taped back together mm-hmm. Everything is maxed out Jeremy, this isn't, you can't do this Have you, we, we need can't to, I? I'll, I'll, link you, I'll link you somewhere where you can work all your stats out Oh no, no, okay, you're maxed, you're just, you're just Okay Yeah. You've, yeah you've you, just you say that just, The Emperor out. says we don't have the power But I say we do, my friend <laughs> Oh god, okay, he's starting <laughs> Under appearance, it just has a sketch of his face Doing that smile. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, man. Okay, it's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Appearance, Jeremy Irons. Got it. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> exactly what you're bringing. Characteristics: Jeremy's Iron. <laughs> Charisma: <laughs> Jeremy Irons. Motherfucker. That always scores a critical hit on fun. I'm Paul Salt. I'm a disgrace to Izmir. <laughs> and here in the closing week of recommendations Fortnite, we are joined by the lovable bards from the Simpsons Index and Throne of Games. Hail and well met, beautiful strangers. Please explain your mystical identities and podcasts. Uh, hello, I'm Elliot J. O'Neill, a.k.a. Uh, Bathelzar, a.k.a. Brachius Fulhardio, and a.k.a. his son, <laughs> Branchius Fulhardio, um, and I host The Simpsons Index. Ahoy there, uh, I am B.T. Calloway, also the Eternal DM, also a D4 that you dropped on the floor and is now qu- pa- qu- patiently waiting for you to step on it. He played that like the Lego movie. He played the D4. <laughs> oh yes. For I am all dice. Oh, that's the sharpest of all dice. (laughs) I'm getting cringes just thinking about that. There's a lot of good memes around it. It's pretty funny. Yes, I suppose I should also introduce myself as DM slash Prudence Weatherby. We've all been weird shit in other games. Yeah. And I'm and I'm also Mint Nation, lovable foolish killing machine monk. (laughs) (laughs) Who 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 dances for quests. (laughs) (laughs) And also Oh, Monster uh, Monster of the Week, I play uh, Kiefer Campbell. And I play What's a fucking name? Cassie. Cassie. Cassie, Cassie yeah. Optrix. Uh, <laughs> Cassie Optrix, the <laughs> divine beef broth addicted angel child. Demon child. She was horrible. She's the <laughs> omen. Elliot and BT have challenged us to undertake a swampy trip into the abyss known as the year 2000's Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> In a faraway world. All people deserve free and equal. The child is not fit to govern an empire. The forces of darkness. You can control dragons. With the dragon army in my command, I can crush the Empress. This has got to be some twisted magic experiment gone seriously wrong. Have threatened to conquer a kingdom. What can I do to stop Profion? If you could obtain the Rod of Savril, you could control red dragons. I suggest we lay low, let the whole thing blow over, come back, rob everybody. There's one small problem. Problem? I... 
kind of committed us to find it. <laughs> Based on the popular role-playing game Dungeons and Dragons by Gary Gygax and another guy. <laughs> whoever. Now, Gax. Guy whoever. Napster, probably. Guy whose name isn't as memorable as Gary Gygax. Yeah. yeah that's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Wow, other guy got really Zuckerberged there. <laughs> yeah, he did because yeah, maybe that's it. You just have to have a memorable name. Yeah. Although, mm. although Steve Jobs and then Steve Wozniak, mm. you'd think you'd it's go too hard Wozniak, to say that, right? Guy yeah, Gax is a good mouth, has a good mouth feel. Wozniak yeah. is is just too foreign. Oh. Um, <laughs> incidentally, I'm changing my name to Paulie Gugax. <laughs> oh Christ! Well, look, some asshole wrote a fucking book about the film's production in the Wikipedia article. It's just a <laughs> saga of people not being interested that much, in, <laughs> which in many ways continues to this day. It really does read like the Super Mario Brothers movie as well. We tried to get this developed and no one cared. So we took it yeah, somewhere no else and still no one cared. <laughs> it was actually a fucking passion project. Director mm. Courtney Solomon uh, was trying to make this thing since 1990, and he spent 18 months trying to get a meeting... <laughs> And then three God. months pitching. Oh, man. That's so sad. We Ugh. talked about uh, the Power Rangers video game on rival podcast Ultra 64 recently, and that rival. also has a very interesting saga of Haim Saban trying to get the Power Rangers show made for, like, yeah. years. And to a point really? where people were saying, give the fuck up, dude. No one's buying this. <laughs> and it's just interesting yeah. when it works and when it doesn't. Yeah, because there's a YouTube yeah. channel called uh, Good Bad Flicks who cover this, and he does definitely delve into how hard uh, the writer-director worked to finally get this made, and it was kind of like an example of, I mean, so, so often the story is, you know, he worked and worked for years, and no one believed it, and he finally came out, and he made a massive hit, and this yeah. one is, he worked and worked and finally got out, and it's it's this movie. Mm. It happens. We've seen it before on OGT. Sometimes you just fight, I mean, nothing is going to beat the fucking Thief and the Cobbler, which, you know was in production for something like 40 years before it was released and was terrible. The Adam yeah. Sandler movie? Uh, no. no. Oh, no, that's, that's just, just the Cobbler. That's just the Cobbler, the cobbler. yeah. This is Starring the animated the movie. Yeah. Starring Matthew it's Broderick. It's about Cobblers. Both of the shoe variety <laughs> and the dessert variety. Mm. <laughs> and the nonsense variety. It was, um, yeah, this was meant to be a $100 million movie, James Wen style, uh, yeah. with a big name in the director's chair. Uh, they talked about Francis Ford Coppola, James mm. Cameron, Rennie Harlan, wow. Stan Winston. Spot the odd one out. Um, (laughs) But unfortunately, fantasy movies didn't make money in the 80s and 90s. Something very important to remember about those is they didn't make money then. Um, Eventually, Joel Silver of Die Hard and The Matrix gets involved, um, and Solomon agrees to direct the film himself, and two important realizations are made. Firstly, Prague has a lot of old shit, Mm -hmm. so you don't have to spend bank on sets if you just go there. Secondly, apparently... According to their logic, CGI means you don't have to spend as much money on special effects. And if nothing else, this film is a testament to the success of that philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shame it wasn't widely more wider known this film. Mm. <laughs> In that respect. Yeah, this could have been a, this could have been the cautionary tale to end all all others, but um nevertheless, uh they still had to raise a lot of money including a two, a $25,000 bank loan by Solomon and his granddad. Oh. Um at the oh. time, this was the biggest budget independent film ever produced. Wow. And it's all up there on screen. Oh. <laughs> in Marlon Wayans. In his haircut. <laughs> it was all to hire Marlon Wayans. He wasn't coming cheap. But they knew. They knew it was the, the key to he all didn't, of this. He didn't know anything about that Dungeons and Dragons nerd shit. Mm. Apparently he did, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he was like one... Fora Birch was the one who was really nasty to um, D&D fans. Marlon Wayans apparently played it in college. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I take it back then. I'm sorry, Marlon Wayans. Hmm. Fuck you, Thora Birch. I know. I, <laughs> yeah. think, that, I think that is is a requirement of this viewing. Fuck you, Thora Birch. Yeah. I, mean, I know you've had a weird and hard career and your dad's kind of a monster, but God oh, no. damn. <laughs> Wake <laughs> up. Nevertheless. But um, look, here are, some, here are some just tidbits from the Let's See production section of the goddamn article, because everything we covered so far was pre-pro. The book of production. Yeah. Okay, the movie had two weeks of rehearsals, including an eight-day script read-through at Solomon's uh, apartment. Wow. Cool. Eight days to practice this. There were that seven is, pages. Like, and this is a long <laughs> movie. Like, yeah. that is not much. <laughs> oh, Christ. Um, Marlon Wayans shot this at the same time as Requiem for a Dream. Good fun there. <laughs> oh. That's right, he was in. Yeah. That's quite a good headspace to be traveling. I forget, like, how prevalent the Wayans were yeah. during this time. I know, right? right? <laughs> oh, they had their greasy mitts all over the place. Look, the room with all the bones that Jeremy Irons lives in in the movie is actually the Sedlec Ossuary uh, in mm-hmm. Prague, and all of the bones Putin are real. Horror in Prague, Prague. In Prague. I've been there. It's fantastic. Oh, awesome. Oh, cool. It's all real bones from people who died at the Black Death. Yep. Uh, oh. Most of the time, you're not allowed to film in there uh, because the government considers it a holy place and doesn't want the... Ne- they rolled a 20 on a Christmas <laughs> check. <laughs> <laughs> they got it. <laughs> they said they didn't want the negative connotations of the heavy metal bands that were usually applying to play there. <laughs> they wanted a nice positive movie like this one. This is <laughs> like Jerry, um, Jeremy Irons just spitting everywhere. <laughs> That's like that. 20, you saw. There's no dice in here, Jeremy. <laughs> I don't know why they yeah draw the line at that guy yelling versus yeah heavy metal bands yelling. <laughs> oh, we've got another application from corpse fucker child molesters. <laughs> mm. <laughs> What's this? Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Family-friendly fantasy adventure. Oh, lovely. Yeah, love that. The director... Um, st- I'm going to read this word for word. The director went for a strong wow factor with the film, um, saying mm. you have to be able to say wow at least 10 times in the first 30 minutes. And I'll say mission fucking accomplished. <laughs> Definitely did that. Um, Whalen prepared for, uh, for this role by watching Dungeons and Dragons games in person. Uh, but then realized that it seemed to mostly be about arguing, which is reassuring from my perspective. <laughs> I'm glad that was his experience of the great game. <laughs> that would yeah, be great I... if during this film, just uh, during a fight, it's like, no, I fucking have a modifier. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean I miss? Well, usually it's like not even arguing about game rules. It's just arguing about, um, you know, sh- should we um, rob this shopkeeper <laughs> and doing that out in the open and our DM patiently going, he can hear this. <laughs> <laughs> he becomes suspicious and asks you to leave. <laughs> Damn it, you rolled a 20. I guess he's dead and you rob his shop. Yeah, well done. Great. <laughs> well, let me just get rid of the notes of the quest that he was going to give you. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's his... fine. I just set that on fire in front of you. His brother shows up. Oh, where is my brother? He had a great quest to give out. Let me just... I didn't like him anyway. Read his notes. <laughs> oh, Christ. Look, in the end, it was distributed by New Line Cinema, and insiders theorized that this may have been released to stimulate the fantasy crowd ahead of The Lord of the Rings, the first of which was released a year later. Mm. So, yeah, mm. I don't know. If you compare it to, like, a meal, it's like a shitty appetizer in order to get you hungry, but also really make you want mains. <laughs> yeah. Mm. There's somehow a lot of it, but I don't feel like I've eaten anything. <laughs> For- fortunately, yeah. they serve that that terrible, terrible, evil meal to three people, so no one really worried about the main course. <laughs> yeah, true. Oh, speak, uh, some of those people were critics yeah. who reacted to the film like a big scary dragon. Oh, oh no, etc., etc. <laughs> uh. 
Uh, Rob Vaux. Oh, a red one. <laughs> oh, no. That's a ba- the bad one? Oh, God. Get the, get the book out. Very good DM. R- oh, God. Red's are pretty bad. Uh, Rob. Red's are your top tier chromatic <laughs> dragon. Uh, Rob Vaux over at Flipside Movie Emporium says, Waylon prepared for his role by watching Dungeons & Dragons games in person. No, sorry. That's, uh... <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't have his Waylon said. Paul Salt said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Is it worth oh, the yeah. effort to try and find out what Rob Vaux said or just move on and cut this whole thing? He said it was a great uh, movie, and he, he's against immigration. So, <laughs> um, moving on. He's the worst man ever. It's Rob Vaux. The public were even less likely to make the charisma role necessary to lie about this being bullshit. G. Francis at Amazon said, Waylon prepared for his role. I'm just fucking with you. Said, um, <laughs> <laughs> too, many dra- too many dungeons, not enough dragons. I mean, there are a lot of dragons. There were. So many dragons. There were so many. I think, really, it's quantity over qu- it's quality over quantity. That you need to be worried about. Mm-hmm. And one of the big issues for me with all of this was that no one really understood what Dungeons and Dragon, Dragons was. But this person not only didn't understand that, but didn't understand what he was seeing on film. <laughs> Just didn't understand the basic stimulus that was coming from around him. Mm. Yeah, the most basic data. Now, I will say this. Due to personal circumstances on my end, I do not have access to the Threeman database today. But I will to <laughs> by tomorrow and will record an insert so all i ask is that you guys just record a generic reaction that i can put in afterwards right. right now three men three men who's the three men today unfortunately it's two biggins it's jeremy irons and marlon Wayans. truly this is a most deserved three men award jeremy became a two man right back in episode six assassin's creed after his appearance in our debut film batman vs superman Surely that's one of the longest payoffs in One Good Thing history. Ah, Owly! No! Ah. Oh, ah. that fucking wanker, child molester. <laughs> Who would have thought we'd come here? What? <laughs> My stars. Golly gosh, what a surprise. <gasps> Perfect. And I'll, I'll, I'll carefully edit around that and make sure I use the appropriate one. I won't just put all of that in exactly as you just performed it, obviously. That so would that's be good. I didn't, like, crazy. I didn't like my second It'd be something take. Rob Vaux would do. <laughs> Oh, free to a man, free in a bush, free, free, yo. Films are shit, mate. Oh, Christ. Well, look, the film has 3.6 on IMDb, 10 on Rotten Tomatoes, 14% on Metacritic, and did mm. not even make its production budget back. Oh, I, when you said 10 and... on Rotten Tomatoes, I went, oh, that's amazing. Oh, no, wait, it's percent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a whole 10%. <laughs> but in spite of that, it did get two sequels. The second one featuring... um. The the guy with the blue lips from this, who I refer to as Toothpaste Guy. Not Arnold Vosley. Mm-hmm. Not Arnold Vosley. Um, they are hoping to make a Dungeons & Dragons movie to be released in 2022. Oh, good luck with that. Yeah. Trying to put, capitalize on the popularity mm. of recent D&D podcasts and such. Uh, it's the guys who yeah, wrote Spider-Man Homecoming, <laughs> uh, but also a lot of shit in addition to that. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's on shaky ground. It's not even in pre-production yet. So we shall see. But cool. meanwhile, <laughs> this did get made. So... Elliot and BT, you quassets. What's one thing about Dungeons and Dragons the movie that made you want to send young adventurers to their deaths? By which I mean, why are we watching this? Uh, well, actually, caught the. I'm one of maybe the eight people who saw this in cinemas. Not really because I actually wow. uh, loved Dungeons and Dragons yet. I'd never even played. I was just uh, overseas with my uh, family in North Carolina, and they were like, "Hey, we're gonna go to the movies. You want to come?" I'm like, yes, yes, I do. I like going to movies. <laughs> so I saw this and was like, well, "This is this is pleasant garbage." 
Uh, and then years later, looked it up again and went, yep, nope, definitely pleasant garbage. Uh, I mean, it's it's a bad movie with its charms that at a certain point just becomes a bad movie. So mm. I thought I would share that with everyone. Absolutely perfect. Thank exactly you, the kind of thing that we like. And um, Elliot, I assume, well, was yeah, your prior because... experience? Well, yeah, because we sort of got into D&D, our friends group, about six years ago. Uh, Gosh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, BT over here has been our uh, DM pretty much since day dot. Like, you've mm. only had like a couple of games not DMing, right? Yeah, like four. Yeah, out wow. of God, must be dozens six by years. now. <laughs> yeah, six years worth of games and <laughs> multiple, multiple <laughs> campaigns. Um, mm-hmm. And like, yeah, he he's really into it. And I'm like an, an enthusiastic amateur, I guess I'd call <laughs> myself at this stage. I've recently, um, for the first few years, I was like, uh, playing as a barbarian because that was kind of easy for me to get my head around the mechanics and everything but recently i've tried taking Feel up that. uh uh being a cleric and it's like oh shit i'm not nearly as smart as my character is <laughs> <laughs> that is so not the story of our cleric that's amazing <laughs> our cleric is so much more intelligent in real life than her character in the actual game <laughs> it's been Hi. the best Made the best string of decisions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before. Um, I once did a campaign where I gave each of the players a curse. I can't remember any of the mm-hmm. other curses, actually. G- uh, Goodman, were you having to hold on to a mirror? And if you let it go, any damage you suffered, the mirror image got. But if you let go of the mirror, then you would get all the damage. Yeah, it was, was it a portrait or something. Yeah. It was something like that. It's, portrait it's, it's of really hard Grace, to remember yeah. in, in light of... Yeah, it's just hard to remember in light of... Well, yes, because one of my characters, the cleric, uh, we turned uh, him into a cat. And then at the end of the game, when everybody, you know, fixed it and they got their curses reversed, um, the player, uh, she said, I don't want to change back. And she has been a cat ever since. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. And she was our charismatic one. So she was like the one who would do all the talking or gathering information. And now it's just a fucking cat (laughs) doing it. Yeah, a cat carried around by like, an attractive eighteen-year-old surf guy, like yeah, disciple surf guy. Yeah, yeah, because we retired these characters once and then brought them back, and she went and started a um a cult on the beach, and so it's just one of her followers now, just <laughs> carrying around on a cushion. See, this is why I love D and D. Just yeah. the sentences that get invented because of this game. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that cat just failed that charisma check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's find out what happens in. Dungeons and Dragons. Oh. We start with exposition. It turns out there's Queen Amidala, played by Fora Birch, and she wants everyone to be happy. But there's also an evil mage, Jeremy Irons, who doesn't. It's a rich law. <laughs> there is some certain Star Wars influences in this, but I love how they got influenced yeah. by the politics of Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, right? They preempted the Phantom... Oh, no, no, it was just after, yeah. Right. One year after Phantom Menace, and they thought, that's what we've got to have in our movie. <laughs> Sweet. How how's the experiment in making D and D um like convincing people who don't play D and D that D and D isn't exactly what they think what they're seeing on screen right now going <laughs> going not very well actually surprisingly <laughs> shame we get an establishing shot of a fantastical city and I think oh fuck I put on a let's play of Neverwinter Nights by mistake <laughs> well I like that they go for the the epic sweeping pan of the fantasy city but it's mostly just <laughs> bri- bridge bridge sewer. <laughs> you, know, like, you get the hint of like some hot tie towers, but you don't really see them. No, I love well, s- zoom straight into the sewer. It's very, very much a mood setter. Mm-hmm. And then thingo and thingo, Marlon Wayans and uh, Ridley Freeboy, 
They're uh, yeah. they're at Disneyland together. <laughs> we have to establish two other guys first, which is Jeremy Irons, who introduces himself, and it's just great, just immediately. He's fucking oh, great. God, yeah. Good. I can use every ounce of your rage. Follow me. I said follow me. He's I immediately love him. Um, and he has a new toy that lets him control the Scorpion King, and it doesn't work for some reason. <laughs> Um, much to the chagrin of his best friend, guy who recently brushed his teeth, <laughs> slash not Arnold Vosloo, who was in the in the first two mummies and really, you know, remembers a time where they didn't rely completely on CGI. And he's was there he just to really? remind Jeremy Irons of that. No, he wasn't in the mummy. He just looks like the guy who was in the mummy. This guy, oh, right. yeah. I don't know who he's in real life, but in this, he's Damander or something. Or Damander. Damn it, yeah. Dan. Toothpaste. He's Captain Damn it, Dan, the toothpaste man. <laughs> Um, oh god! But after his plan to control a dragon doesn't work, he decides to character assassinate the queen. Yeah, it, that's, quite that's successful plan for a bit. B. Yeah, it's like if I can't control dragons, I'm just gonna really make sure everyone hates this lady. Thor, Thor Birch is the is the the queen. War benefits no one, Prothean, and I oppose it. But if it is necessary to obtain the freedom of our people, then no cost could be too great to achieve that goal. She's in it. Yeah. <laughs> She's in it sometimes. Yeah. Um, in between, yeah. Um, but yeah, let's meet our main characters: John, main guy, and Ruby Rod, as I call him. <laughs> the magic school. The what? The magic school? Are you crazy? We'll break into the magic school. No. Think of what we could get, and with the fire, it won't be heavily guarded. No. Think of the <laughs> challenge, Nails. Think of what we could find in there. If we pull this off. Will be the envy of every thief in Sumdar. <laughs> Trust me. So, why is Marlon Wayans' character called Snails? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's oh, just it's undercuts fancy. every powerful moment that they're going for that involves the yeah. character Snails. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna miss you, Snails. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a theory, but we'll, we can get to that at the end. Oh, towards the okay. end, after the, uh, the, the 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 main plots discussion. Is it the directors? Yeah character was called snails oh no it don't worry it <laughs> fixes everything oh, oh sweet. shit well I'm look they're to gonna this. they decide to break into hogwarts where grandmaster pycelle is lecturing rachel vice <laughs> on magic and responsibility um but she dreams of something more <laughs> idiot adventure in the great wide somewhere <laughs> oh, oh she well. she dreams that she meets two extremely unlikable one-dimensional characters very very soon for no reason at all and then embarks on a journey where they don't earn their togetherness or um, any sense of belonging <laughs> so she's yeah. going to be lucky in that respect because um, yeah because because that happens the two does. The two boys wingers and dingers they they break in steal some shit and then she shows up and then that's sort of it <laughs> yeah Vosloo, Vosloo, captain captain down the toothpaste man <laughs> says he, he comes in and kills Pycelle yeah for for reasons and then yep. um, then they all escape and they get caught up with a dwarf yes. who's now their best friend mm-hmm. played by Jonathan Lochran in my head <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually the the we know your ear poppet from Pirates of the Caribbean oh yeah it is too it's which actually is, which is just oh as good God. as Jonathan Lochran <laughs> yeah I know Jesus Christ poor guy he was probably going to have a career <laughs> Well, at least he got a lot of uh, valuable screen time eating chicken and never mm-hmm. battling. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Look, you don't want to see these guys fight. That would be ridiculous. What I no. love most about that character is how they sometimes remember he's meant to be short. 
And sometimes he's just like clearly squatting in frame or like waddling. And other times he's just not short. And they just forget. Do you want to get up out of that chair? No. <laughs> Imagine if one day in the background of shot, like they were doing the Hobbit sequence and just full Gimli just walked past. <laughs> right, he's one. a tall man. I've, I think you'll find a wizard did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Of course. Meanwhile, in yeah, the cantina scene, they get away from Toothpaste and um, Star Wars again. <laughs> like, yep. Main guy and Rachel Vice get pointlessly jamandied into a scroll in a scene that we will not see. And yeah. um, but Toothpaste finds the inn. Oh no! And he no. stands obviously in the door for ages, allowing everyone to do things for a long time. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so uh, Marlon Wayans, he meets up with most an patient woman in the universe. <laughs> um, Hi. Are you looking for somebody in particular? Or are you just looking for somebody? Who's who's looking looking for I guess the same thing. Oh, they're all looking for a rod, by the way, at this yeah, stage, right? Fantastic it's, rod. It's established. They've got to get their hands on that rod. Well, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't she the town guard like leader of the town guard who was specifically looking for them and then finds them and then just half flirts <laughs> with him for a bit? Yeah. Oh, it's not how I, I didn't read it as flirting, but the rest of it is probably factually accurate, yeah. I said um, half. <laughs> oh, okay. Half in the sense that Marlon Wayans thought so. I, I have trouble sting- yeah. distinguishing between flirting and just polite tolerance um, in my day-to-day. <laughs> Has to be pepper spray or, uh, or it's on. I'm not getting a hint. Um, just a clear signal. <laughs> yeah, <That's pepper> <laughs> please. <laughs> just kicking me in the balls. Look, either way, love, just let me know. Is that pepper spray in your pocket or your oh, shit, it's pepper spray? No, I'm waiting. <laughs> I still don't hear a no. Um, so can't it damn it down the toothpaste man from um, Northampton. So, um, he fails to, to, to wrangle them all up. And yeah, Jeremy Irons punishes him by, by, f- f- by having a camera look at him for a very long time as a CGI snake mm-hmm. yeah. sort of writhes about him for a bit. Well, he casts a gurning spell on him, which um, <laughs> has an extraordinary effect on his face. Extremely high constitution save. Now, just might be me because I uh, adore the Mortal Kombat film franchise, oh, uh, yeah. as previously stated in our previous uh, appearance. But did this um, head snake look a lot like the things that came mm-hmm. out of Scorpion's oh, hands? Oh, must Mortal have been Kombat the same movie. a little bit. Oh, yeah, you're right. I yeah, reckon I so. Movie. <laughs> We're reusing that. It worked so well last time. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 okay. <laughs> no one's going to notice um, anything other than this fucking toothpaste man's face. <laughs> it's extraordinarily <laughs> acting. How can you take your eyes off those lips? <laughs> Does he know he's got toothpaste on it? Like, it's... did anyone tell him? Yeah. That would be so awkward if just as he gets stabbed right at the end, spoiler alert, yeah, he's you're... just like, uh, by the way, you got something just here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's been Bloody days. Hell. Why did no one tell me? We thought it was your character. Well, at least thank you for letting me die with a little dignity. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, some terrible editing sees Ruby Rod get caught stealing. Uh, but then he catches a purple dude stealing, and the first person who caught him stealing no longer exists for some reason. <laughs> I-, I had a nickname for this guy. Third Ivanus. <laughs> love it. Oh, oh yeah, love good. it. <laughs> oh, God. Leave. Yep, that's him. <laughs> Podcast is over. Sorry, that was definitely worth interrupting no I was just going to ask if anyone remembers that Hercules television show, because I'm yes. really getting vibes right now. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, put Real Sam Raimi vibe. in the director's chair of this movie, and fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, it's funny you mention that because, yeah, Kevin Sorbo really sums up my feelings on this movie. 
disappointed. <laughs> We've got to meet a new antagonist. It's Richard O'Brien, yeah. and he's got a maze for you to crystal. <laughs> mm. I don't know if that joke travels outside the UK. It might not, but people in the UK are going to love it. Fuck yeah. Do you honestly believe that I could have amassed the wealth that I have if I worried about honor? Oh, no, 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 no. So, pretty boy, if you don't want Hugo here to come and rearrange your features for you, I suggest you just give it up. Um, Rachel Weiss gets demeaned by him and by our main character at the same time, yeah. just for a bit. And then, yeah, they all decide to play Dungeons and Dragons. It's lovely. Yeah. There's a maze and a treasure. Ooh, mm-hmm. how will each of them sort of use their own skills in order to... Oh, <laughs> only one of them's going to do it. Yeah. And he solves yeah. it by running, jumping, and trial and error. Great. It's yeah. still the highlight of the film so far. Oh, absolutely. It's visu- It's mm-hmm. an actual bit of visual storytelling. <laughs> they they, they, yeah. they couldn't rely on dialogue for this bit. What, what, what's he doing down there? <laughs> He's decided to look at the axes and try and judge their trajectory. Oh, that's really interesting. I know. <laughs> um, and luckily they they had a pretty decent set because that's just Richard O'Brien's house so they just used that <laughs> insufferable man with no friends Richard O'Brien do you know Richard Aoadi lives there now by law no <laughs> Richard O'Brien still does but nobody's allowed by to talk to him the transitive property of Richard yeah. <laughs> it's a crystal maze joke but that also works really well that's the, that's the universal layer of the joke so thank you for coming on and making oh, our podcast more accessible <laughs> so nuanced but um, toothpaste guy, he attacks. He amb- he ambushes the um the whole thing, the whole yeah. maze. Uh, but surprise, O'Brien has two guys, <laughs> and so mm-hmm. chaos ensues. Yeah, two unarmed people who jump on top of some armed and armored sh- soldiers. Yeah, and uh, that works. We have a chance. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh Christ! But then oh shit, they get away from that. But then oh shit, Rosas, there's an elf cop who's um followed them from the barn. <laughs> And she, um, after communicating sort of with the youthful empress Am- Amidala, who is still in this movie, it's worth pointing out. <laughs> Seriously, guys. Uh, she she decides to join forces with them, sure. reluctantly. Oh, um, Rachel Vice got kidnapped, I think. Mm. Oh, yeah, she yeah, did. Because and... Toothpaste sucks some memories yep. out of her ears with his oh, yeah. ear snakes. Great. And I'm here too, says the dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> My other follow-up question about the scorpion hand, uh, now brain worm thing... <laughs> What is the actual thing that is traveling through these pipes? I know. You know like, I thought thoughts, that. Elliot. <laughs> thoughts. Dreams. Hopes. Dangerous thoughts. <laughs> Dissenting thoughts. <laughs> he sucked the descent right out of it. This thing is in his brain as like punishment, but somehow he now has control of it yeah. and it's super useful. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> is it a curse? Yeah. Or is it a blessing? It's just sprunging the information out of him. <laughs> sprunging it. Like, I just, I've really want to know what's in those pockets of things that is going from her head to his <laughs> pin codes physical manifestations of thoughts elliot jeez <laughs> but look our heroes our heroes have to sneak into the bad guy's castle in order for a great big rescue and to try and confront the bad guy once and for all in what feels like the climax but i suspect is about an hour in let's have a quick time check <laughs> 53 minutes fuck rad <laughs> well is yeah. this is this the showdown between um, Captain Dynamit Dan the Toothpaste Man from Alderaan and Ruby Rod, and, um, <laughs> Ruby Rod, and then yeah. slightly later um, Ridley Dungeon Man, <laughs> John Main Guy, I called him John, John Main Guy, yeah, <laughs> bargain bin Keanu Reeves, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll do, <laughs> yeah, and it's going well. They rescue Rachel Vice, they rescue Rachel Vice, but oh shit, Ruby Rod sacrifices himself so that, well, I mean, in order to. Anyway, he sacrifices yeah. himself. <laughs> um, luckily, Rachel Vice had a load of magic on her that she eventually remembers. Yeah, great. 
and there's, there's some really good acting in this there's some triumphant music that plays weirdly when Marlon Wayans gets thrown <laughs> through the window and uh, yeah then they have to have a character moment afterwards where John Mangai and um, fucking what do you what do you call her Anne Hathaway no Rachel Vice. Rachel Vice. Um, because of the mummy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course. I, I, I get it now. Um, uh, <laughs> they, they, they have, they have conflict. They have an argument. And oh wh- no! Why, why doesn't one of us just say what they actually mean so we didn't don't have this fallout, this misunderstanding? I can't. My character's unable to communicate this right now. I have to wait to the end of the third act. And they run, they <laughs> go, they part ways briefly because whatever. Fuck it. Got to oh, have no. some tension. And I'm here too, says the dwarf. <laughs> I'm still here, everyone. Somebody talk to me. Yeah. yeah, in this whole scene, I just couldn't get, um, you know, Steve Carell and Anchorman out of my head. <laughs> I don't know what we're yelling about. No, no, <laughs> he has no idea. Oh, he has fuck. no idea why he's here. But look, back in Coruscant, uh, the youthful Amidala is giving a lecture about freedom or something. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy Irons does some just fantastic stuff. I ask you one last time. Will you submit to the ruling of this council and relinquish your scepter? And everyone forgets about it yeah. and just... <laughs> it's the Alec Baldwin in Team America effect. <laughs> greatest actor I mean, in the I'd world. follow him anywhere. <laughs> I'd follow that man fucking anywhere. Fuck yeah. He convinces everyone to fight against the Queen. Meanwhile, Tom Baker is here <laughs> in Rivendale. <laughs> Yay. He's going to talk about the Force and climate change. Great. <laughs> I had a dream. I saw. You saw a dragon being born. It was amazing. Life was exploding all around. So it should. You see, when dragons are born, they bring new magic with them. Magic is the life force of our world. It keeps nature and everything around us in balance. I was genuinely excited here because, uh, like... The, uh, Tom Baker's character is legitimately how I picture my uh, cleric uh, baffles are in, oh, that's beautiful. in our current campaign. Yeah. And I was just like, PT, PT, that, that, that's what it looks like. And I'm like, that's Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought you were going to say that's just how you genuinely imagine Tom Baker to live in his day to day life. That's... Yeah, in a cross between Endor and Rivendale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also yeah. do quite like that. Uh, that the main takeaway he does give the heroes is like, you shouldn't seek the rod. It should not be disturbed. Anyway, off you go to find the rod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take the sword. Yep. Take this, <laughs> plus, this uh, plus one sword of cinematic climax. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the dungeon where you can finally, finally go and all get together. And as a team, you can solve this. Oh, no. It's John oh. guy again. Bye. On his fucking own. <laughs> but what about that fantastic character dynamic we've built up? <laughs> Look! Look at you, uh, Thingo, Dwarfy, and Anne Hathaway. <laughs> sure, close enough. Rachel Vice, come on. Was production <laughs> like they running out of money, and you are blocked now by invisible wall? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't afford an actual fence or something. <laughs> sorry, uh, uh, sorry, just oh, to call back. Me. Real quick, when they're going for the um, you know, the the big rescue in the villains' camp, the uh, elf lady's basically just like, "No, we were not meant to enter this place. This they must complete on their own." It's like, what? Why? Yeah, <laughs> not even invisible wall there. Just, just well, go there, it there's alone. A, there's a conversation two of the elves have earlier when <clears throat> John Mainman walks away, uh, and between each other, between themselves, they go, "Does he know that he's he's the chosen one? No, not yeah. yet, but he will." And I imagine that was that moment. <laughs> Oh, he's the ch- he's the one, everyone. 
<laughs> two seconds later, he goes in for the thing. Oh, you must be the chosen one. Oh, oh, lovely. Oh, great. Good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really playing into the bargain bin Keanu Reeves here. This is, yeah, very discount Neo. <laughs> yep. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Off he goes into the dungeon from the title. Yeah. Because <laughs> at least he'll experience lots of traps and challenges and monsters. Oh, he's there. Yeah, he's there. He's got it. Um, yep. <laughs> oh, and this is where the movie dragons. turns into Aladdin. Yep. In the uh, cave. Of oh, Wonders. yeah. <laughs> he sees a skeleton and he's like, huh. Finally, I made you got what he deserved. Dude, you're like dating one now. Yeah. I thought you <laughs> had that moment that. earlier. Yeah. Where you could be awkward right at now. the next family he, dinner. He should have been all like, not all majors, but uh, instead, <laughs> he's like, yeah. all majors. Definitely all majors. <laughs> Finally, I made you got what he deserved, I assume. Assuming he's uh, one of the worst mm-hmm. kinds of majors that I've experienced. Not all of them, of course. Anyway, I should grab this rod. <laughs> so, we've done the dungeon now. It's time for some dragons. Yeah. He gets the ridiculous looking rod. But yeah, meanwhile, the princess had dragons that she commands and she commands them to attack Jeremy Irons and his League of mm-hmm. Bastards. Did we know she had a, an army of dragons before this? Because I may have missed no, that. No, surprise. That twist. twist, twist, twist. I thought they were the underdogs. Like, I didn't realize our beleaguered yeah. princess. What if Princess fucking Leia revealed <laughs> that she had an army of dragons at her command <laughs> that she just didn't yeah. mention earlier on? I was under the impression that we did know that that scepter could control dragons, but that's the thing. They're all yeah. like, you need to relinquish your scepter. We've all, you know, voted for it and you need to, because otherwise you might come after us. And she's like, no, I can't do that. And then at the end of the movie, she does that exact thing. She just attacks yeah, them she with her dragon. It's like, see, this is what I was talking about. <laughs> it's like, why does she have this rod exactly? What was the process there that led to, to- her having total this? Total power, elected? that's why. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Bitches. But I'm so innocent Suckers. and everyone should be equal and uh, total power, I'll murder you with dragons. <laughs> Jesus, that was going to be the twist. If this had been able to go on, she would have proven to be the ultimate bad guy. Yeah, and they teamed up that. with Jeremy Irons to beat her. Introduce some amazing social reforms, oh. though. So it's very, you know, twelve of one, half a dozen of the other. <laughs> Look, just because she occasionally rides her dragons off and burns a city, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that she hasn't really done great things to healthcare in this country. Burns her own city. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about Dungeons and Dragons movie or the Bells, the Game of Thrones episode at this stage, <laughs> <laughs> or the or Obama? I thought we were talking about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Sanders was so going to be the most militaristic one if he'd gotten there. It would have been great. He even promised it. I'm bombing the moon. Oh, fucking hero. I could do a, I, I could do a better Bernie if I tried. No, no there's no time. Don't know. Um, so so um, Vosloo, Captain Not Whatever, gets, gets the rod from um, John Reeves. And yeah, because mm-hmm. outside of the dungeon, everyone just got captured immediately. Yeah. Yep. And he, so he, he gives that away. Blacktooth Vosloo turns up and goes to give the rod to Jeremy Irons. And he goes, you promise you'd free me. And Jeremy Irons just goes, and snatches it from him. <laughs> yeah, but then frees him. Does he? Yeah, yeah no, he, he gets rid of the he thing in his head. Anyway. Like, it feels yeah, like it's like... going to be a sudden betrayal moment. Instead, he's yeah, like, exactly. ah, and then walks away and then zaps him and cures him anyway. Oh, I didn't yeah, see fine. I didn't see that bit. There's so much of this film I didn't see. <laughs> you need yeah, to watch these I films, it, mate. I thought it was going to be a callback as well, because doesn't uh, t- <laughs> Captain Toothpaste have um, a line where he, like, earlier in the movie turns oh. around, like, very it's... slow, dramatically, I lied. No, it's literally, like, two minutes yeah. earlier where he's got every other character captured mm. and then, yeah. you know, has, re- has the uh, John Heroman hand over the rod to free them, and he's like, I lied. And then all the captives break free by themselves with no assistance. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't it's have said great. That. We were just waiting for, for John Heroman to show yeah. up. And during that fight, I, I happened to remember the fact that there was an entire section of the Wikipedia article dedicated to fight choreography, which is great. Aww. 
Um, clearly, was shows. that in quotations? Fight choreography. <laughs> Fight. Which which part? I wonder. Fight quotations <laughs> and choreography in quotations. Different quotations. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, but yeah, toothpaste delivers the rod to Irons, who is now acting at one hundred and ten percent capacity. You can run your ladyship, but you'll never run far enough. Let the blood rain from the sky. He's full-blown iron. It's got to blow. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> 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 run, everyone. The cameraman's abandoning the set. But then, so... <laughs> oh, God. So, so Proto- Proto-Kanu defeats... <laughs> well, he, he beats... Um, beats Eleven Irons into submission. And um, as Thora Bird mm-hmm. screams, Kill him! Kill him! He must die! Yeah. Um, the, the, the great Wingus himself says, No, I can't. I, I, I refuse. To be like him, <laughs> and you actually thought a birch, you're mm-hmm. crazy. And um, but yeah. then he smashes the sword, uh, the rod, sorry, with a sword. To see my confusion. Yeah. yeah. And Jeremy Irons does his best acting in the entire film. Is this after, incidentally, Irons uses that great what wa- great rod to uh, summon a whole army of dragons, who then engage the other army of dragons in a big dragon mm-hmm. fight? Okay. It's the worst thing you've ever seen, mm-hmm. and I loved every second of it. Wonderful. Yeah, the fact that none of us actually mentioned that until now <laughs> does prove how bad it looks. <laughs> it was the best. It was so good. It was like Spyro the dragon. <laughs> it was really good. What do you mean? Like, the same dragon, the repeated assets over and over, but they had... <laughs> You know, some conveniently yellow and the others palace swapped red, you know, so the audience could <laughs> that was t- an keep track. Yeah. I loved it. It was the best. But it's like yeah, Jamie Arms was great. Until yeah, main guy and his friends, who have some fucking how gotten to this battle, they get control of the dragons, destroy the rod, and kill Jeremy Irons. I hate it. I hate main guy. I really <laughs> wanted toothpaste and Jeremy Irons to win. <laughs> it get, it gets better though, because um it ends with um, yeah. um <laughs> Keanu, Keanu Breeves getting knighted and he <laughs> delivers all this in monologue uh, to his dead friend Marlon Wayans, the snail. Um, Marlon the snail Wayans. <laughs> and, um, and they say, that's not all, mate. Why don't, why don't you just look, look back at the, the stupid da, da, tombstone with snail written on it, da, scratched into da, 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 it. That's right. He's a magic rock, everyone. <laughs> He's going to come back for the sequel. Voicing the sassy rock. I love this as well, though, because he's clearly like, you know, earned some gold for uh, his quest and bought himself a nice little Danny Zuko jacket, but he couldn't get his best friend an actual fucking tombstone. No, it's the way he would have <laughs> yeah, wanted. To have his rocks. name scratched into a rock. On top of more rocks. <laughs> I want to be a can. It was a cultural thing. I saw him do it for his dad. That was because he, he was poor. It was because he was very poor. No, I think it was a... He <laughs> was a Viking, I think. <laughs> I think that's what oh, it was. Christ. So with the, promise, with the promise of a sequel, just rich on your lips... Lapping the movie comes to a close. <laughs> Lapping at your face. The movie ends, and we all breathe a long seat, a sigh of uh, relief, satisfaction. Mm-hmm. Depends what you're up to in the last couple of hours. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's, uh, let's, I guess, go around and discuss how we found it, starting with the original progenitor of this. Um, BT, how was it on yeah. rewatch? Uh, well, this is actually my second rewatch, and yeah, oh, it was wow. every every bit I remembered as being, you know, nice. bad in the first half, maybe bad, but at least there's some kind of charm to it that I think does work. There's bits of adventure that's a little bit fun, and mm. then the, at some point it just turns into just just a just just a bad movie. Yeah. Until yesterday, when I was mulling over my notes, and then I realized this is not we did not just watch a Dungeons and Dragons movie. We watched the perfect representation 
of what it's like to play Dungeons and Dragons. This is not a <laughs> scripted movie. This is a meta narrative. If you take this exact movie and replace everything with like a DM decision and player and uh, player characters making dumb choices, that's what happens. So one character, I imagine the very beginning is like, okay, you're both standing on a bridge and the lake is on fire. Uh, you can talk to each other and introduce your characters. Oh, well, I'm a thief. Oh, no way. I want to be a thief. Guys, you can't both be thieves. It's not going to work. Well, I want to be a thief. All right, fine. You're both thieves. Okay, my name is Snails. Why is your name Snails? It just is. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> you're right, actually. Yeah. Like fucking Marlon Wayans playing the game is just like, I want to fight the big bad guy. You're, you're definitely not strong enough to do that. I want to do it. All right, <laughs> All right fine. Well, Go uh, ahead. We're running out of... Running out of time. So that explains every single problem in this entire film. So yeah. the dwarf who does literally nothing is that guy you invite to one <laughs> session who introduces his character, but then just leaves. So you're like, oh, he's there. He just, um, he, his player isn't here. So he'll, he's, he'll just, he'll physically be there, but he won't do anything. And the Rachel Vice mage is just the person who is enthusiastic to play, but clearly doesn't yeah. understand the systems. Yeah. She's the wizard <laughs> who like blew all her spell slots on like t- talk to animals and stuff. It's like, well, you could teleport out of this dungeon, but you wasted all your spells. Um, it just goes on from there. The C- the bad CGI isn't bad CGI. That's just off-brand minis, not the official Dungeons & Dragons minis. <laughs> Which are too uh, expensive. They're not even like properly painted. They're just literally dipped in yellow or red Duolox yeah. paint. And every single time like they don't act as a team and they go in as a single... Sorry, I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but if that's true... I'm yep. going to say Jeremy Irons is like one of their dads who is playing this fucking fit. It's like we need someone to play the villain. And the... <laughs> I spent a season playing Othello. I think I can take care of a little <laughs> Crofian. <laughs> little child's play. Yeah. Um, so just as I'll leave, I'll leave that. I'm sure I'll yell more things later. Uh, but I do <laughs> super want to do like a riff tracks redub of this movie using those voices in the background. <laughs> because it will amuse the hell out of me. But I love that uh, idea of the game that, yeah, okay, I reach for the object that I'm going for. You fall into a pool of oatmeal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You didn't check for traps. God, I talked to you. Or at the end when uh, John Hiroman just has the rod that Jeremy Irons has been trying to get the entire movie. It's like, how did you get that? Roll to 20. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to try and make this role work in fiction. Ah, fuck it. I just, got, I just have yeah. it. Fuck it. Well, guys, we're low on time. I'm going to cut this whole scroll bit. Um, we're just going to say you've got you've it. Learned yeah, the you've learned it. You've got to end the session yeah. somehow. I, I will say you can't. Yeah, you can't the make that here. story and draw attention to it because if you did, it would be too obvious and pandering. So you have to you have to do it nice mm. and subtle, like, and hope that everybody gets it. You got yeah. it. And now you. Just I mean, have you to could do a Lego yeah. movie near the end. You could just suddenly cut back Pretty to the much. room. You know, like the Lego movie. You could cut back to the room and everyone's just around the table and Marlon Wayans playing Xbox in the corner. Um, and just be like, and suddenly they're all just like doing fancy. Then you cut back in, but you have to try and yeah. yeah. And like, and Rachel Vice and the, whoever was playing her character was like, why weren't we part of that big fight? I was like, you guys left the room. What was I supposed to do? <laughs> Same time next week. Fine. Okay. Yeah. That's a very interesting theory. Um, and a, a yes. good. I'll be quiet for a while. <laughs> uh, Elliot, how did you find it? Was this your first? How many? Where, what did you experience this before? Sorry, I know I asked earlier. Yeah, this is the first time first I've time. seen this movie, and. Uh, yeah, and yeah, like I said, the past six years have been an enthusiastic amateur of Dungeons and Dragons. You know, I've got my head around some of the uh, basic concepts of the game. One of them being that you know you party up and you use you know each other's individual attributes that yes. should mm-hmm. complement each other and you know <laughs> a- be in contrast to each other, so that you can, as a group, solve puzzles and stuff. And, yes, that uh, was missing somewhat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's just so odd to me that they yeah pin this all on 
the Aladdin guy and it's so much of the focus of the movie that he's the one and it's like that's never the point of Dungeons yeah. and Dragons mm. and if it was yeah everyone would be pissed off at the one person in the party that seems to get all the cool shit to do. Yeah, I do love how often they just find reasons for someone to leave. Like, during that whole, um, you know, thieves maze thing, Snails just gets, you know, kidnapped by authorities and he comes back later and it's fine. But Mm. he's just gone for a few scenes. Obviously the film, like, Requiem of a Dream. Or in my theory, (laughs) it's because he had a phone call and had to leave. (laughs) Yeah, but even, like, as they find organic ways, I guess for these people to party up and okay they i mean they've got two rogues but whatever this can work yeah. and yeah. they just never utilize the team dynamic even at the end in the climactic battle jeremy yeah. irons just kind of electrocutes them all away and doesn't <laughs> yeah. and still it's just yeah fucking neo helping uh, anyway yeah the lack of a good team dynamic and character uh, just a yeah character development was uh, mm. a big a big uh, unfortunate shortcoming because you could actually see how that worked i could see how if you actually mm. gave a shit and wrote these characters you could actually get a pretty decent yeah. you know little back and forth here but yeah that's yeah. why it surprises me that it was a passion project for courtney because yeah. it doesn't really feel like a dungeons and dragons movie yeah, written it, by someone who loves the game it no. feels like it was no. someone had a generic fantasy script and they're like oh we exactly. have to make it, a D movie i'll we'll just slap this on yeah. and i'll be fine the, the result the, the result is it feels like it's everything crap that someone who doesn't play D&D thinks D&D is. Which is, again, surprising that it's independent because it just reeks of, uh, um, yeah, movie studio interference, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently the studio did insist that he shoot an earlier script than the one that he wanted to, which is weird. Like, I think mm. he had an early script he discarded, but they, f- uh, but rumor has it they forced him to film that one because they felt it was more commercial, so... Right. I don't know. You're right. What it feels like is exactly like all those video game adaptations where it's like, oh, we need to make a Hitman movie. Mm-hmm. Well, Bourne is popular. How about we just do Bourne of a bald guy? Timothy Oliphant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Should we, Famous should bald we play... man, Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> should, we play, should we play any of the game? Nah. Yeah. No. Do Bourne. Do Bourne of a bald guy. Do bald Look, I've bald seen Bourne. the front cover of the game. I think I understand how this works. He has a red tie and a bald head. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly the <laughs> Wait, that's what exactly is the first Bourne movie? Um, identity. Uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. bold identity. There we go. Oh, nice. <laughs> then the bold supremacy. Yeah. The bold ultimatum is something that we all have to experience. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, Goodman. How about you? Oh yeah, it, it was like like I said. This just felt like this isn't gonna win anyone over to start playing D and D, is it? Um, <laughs> and, I don't and, know. It might be like I could do better you're, than this. Mm. You you think no? I was right to not play this because this is a shit game for nerds. Um. <laughs> Like it had some really, really fucking funny moments. Jeremy Irons is amazing. Yes. Um, he, him, mm. he alone is worth watching this movie. Richard O'Brien yep. was also wonderful. Yeah, I fucking um, love Richard O'Brien, and, and I'm just endlessly grateful for him being in this movie. Mm. Um, he was also in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. If that's more relevant to you guys, Elliot and BT, shock treatment. Um, but he was he was yeah. he was the host of a game show in the UK called The Crystal Maze. Yeah, a wonderful, wonderful um, game show. Which is basically is escape rooms before escape room sort of thing. Escape rooms hosted by Doctor Who. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. the Doctor, sorry. But um, but yeah, most of this is just, it's just so dreadful. It's so disappointingly, infuriatingly <laughs> dreadful. I hated Marlon Wayans in this. Oh. Every second he was on screen was was poison for me. It was Jar Jar-esque. Uh, like, I, he was Jar Jar-esque. I just wanted him to be quiet. And, and, I, and I, like, I was so surprised at the beginning of this episode to learn that he was a fan of D&D. I guess it's like Vin Diesel. Mm. 
you think it's really cool and then you watch whatever that film was and go god why didn't any of his love for D&D come out <laughs> oh the last <laughs> witch hunter last witch hunter yeah, yeah. well i felt um, sorry for marlin in this as well because his character is essentially useless like yeah. At least it seems like the mage and the dwarf don't they get anything to do. At least they seem like they have attributes. It's just I don't know what Ma- uh, Snails has going for him. He's a he's bad. He's literally thief. here to get killed and make everybody yeah. feel yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean he's meant to be the comic relief, I guess. Yeah. And he's got a couple of moments. There's a bit when they first break into the fortress and they just decide to split up. So he just pointlessly rolls out mm. of frame. I I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't know if that was intentional, but it was funny. Yeah. I didn't notice that. It sounds good. Um, yeah, and to its credit, it is it is very uncommon to actually kill the comic relief and have them stay dead. That's true. I mean, but, stay yeah. dead until the the final stinger. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, until the. I thought maybe yeah. he would somehow come back in the climax. I was yeah, I was yeah. fairly surprised. Yeah. I, I saw it coming, but I was surprised to see it coming. Like at the point when that yeah. scene started, I was like, "Oh, we're doing this, okay." But no, after he got thrown out of the window, they did that uh, spinning overhead crane shot that yeah, yeah. definitely signifies he was dead. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, yeah. definitely. You can see it coming a mile <laughs> off, but you wouldn't see it coming <laughs> for a mile off a mile no. off. Hand, uh, like, I'll echo a sentiment that was said earlier. Handful of moments actually work as the filmmakers intended, uh, making me feel the mm. sort of fantasy and sense of adventure. I did get that in a few moments. Um, and then there were a lot of moments mm. that are so bad they're good, particularly around certain key players yeah. and the bad special effects. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the rest is, you know... And the majority potentially is uh, fairly misjudged or underwhelming, particularly around the storytelling, the world building, and the character development. And those are pretty important in fantasy. <laughs> um, but you know, <laughs> pretty what much the main things. Main things in fantasy is your characters, your world, and the story you tell in it. But I thought about '80s Conan and Red Sonja um, mm. movies during this, and the acting is about on par with those, and the story, maybe even the action is pretty much similar in terms of quality. Uh, the, f- the first Conan the Barbarian are pretty good action. I'll say that. I wondered why I found those movies so much more charming. And I think partly it's the aesthetic. Those movies were shot on film with practical effects in real locations. Mm. And that counts a lot in a fantasy adventure. This film looks like a sci-fi channel movie, which has its own charms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, one yeah. of my takeaways, is that it has a real daytime movie feel. And I feel like yeah. it works in its favour in the first half, but yeah, let's completely down yeah. the back end. Once you kind of, because you, one of your first real introductions is that bad CGI dragon oh, that even its blood is CGI. And I just turned <laughs> to you at that point and said, could they really not afford corn syrup and yeah. red dye? Um, yeah. But it's it's an introduction to, okay, but this is the level of film you're at. Yeah. It's a very daytime, you know, fantasy event. It's like, okay, I can get a board Yeah, with me this. too. I can actually get and, on uh, by with the nostalgia of that. It's like, I don't know, there was, I think there was wow. a Sinbad TV show on the sci-fi channel in like the 2000s. Mm. It was like mm. that. And... For me, not as charming as sort of 80s stop motion, you know, no. puppets, well, whatever else you uh, want to do. Right. Um, and also, there's just, there's no vision really with the cinematography. The shots are very often just no. coverage, and it shows off how cheap everything mm. looks. In particular, the elf cop's costume. That was terrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Her costume was the worst. Yeah. I could I could knock together a more authentic elven ranger costume out of stuff I have in the house. It's, you know, <laughs> I've got my mum's wardrobe back there. I'll be fine. <laughs> you know, this you is could like do a... it without without delving into any of the clothes. You could still put something together. <laughs> she had like an just... aluminium breastplate that looked like tin foil. I know, like <laughs> I felt like a perv because I was staring at her breast, but not for a- a- any reasons of arousal. <laughs> it was just, wow, that is a bad looking breastplate. Yeah, it's yeah. the worst, and it shot so bluntly. But you were aroused. They look like cosplayers. <laughs> 
Well, bad-looking breastplates are his fetish. But <laughs> and the name of his restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this was just, this was just pants. This oh, I, like, I, I found it charming. There were parts of it that served like a little time capsule. This was the last wow. big fantasy flop before The Lord of the Rings came out and changed the genre forever. You know, and there's a lot oh. of 90s and 80s sci-fi uh, fantasy movies sort of ending their canon here, so... Yeah. Well, when you mentioned sort of sci-fi channel, like I was like, yeah. man, they really should have taken some uh, uh, cues from those like sci-fi ensemble shows, like uh, like Farscape or something, like because mm. that's what this movie was really missing. It was trying to be yeah. the this is the one Oracle guy, whereas yeah, D and D is an ensemble thing, so it should have been an ensemble movie. Yeah, well, definitely. It, it, yeah, yeah. Well, then, like Paul said, it needed. It needed. Yeah, it needed well-written characters. It needed a like a, a good <laughs> plot driving it. It needed more yeah. work on the special effects, um, a tighter script. It just it, everything that makes Farscape incredible is is missing from this. And and I mean, Farscape has the same kind of feelings sometimes that in Dungeons and Dragons makes you go, "That's a so bad it's good" moment. But in Farscape, right. it's just—it's all part of the the enthusiasm, like the Henson enthusiasm for for world building and and creating and, and character design, and it works in that because the mood is right. The cat, you love the characters unconditionally. But in in this, yeah, like it, it's just yeah. pure hilarity. Man, nonsense. I'd kill for a fucking Henson Dungeons and Dragons movie. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. Well, now they've cancelled the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Maybe we'll have time. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, they're making it for 2022, so somebody get get Henson out there mm. to break into the set. Oh, oh I'm just trying yeah. to cast. So okay, good. so Ralph the dog is the bard, obviously. <laughs> Kermit's got to be, uh, you know, your hero fighter yep. leader. Reluctantly. So. Miss Piggy's definitely barbarian. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> she she could also be the uh, villain though. Both she'd play both. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, too often Miss Piggy was cast as a villain, I think, because she was a strong woman. She's an uppity lady, mind. Paul, and she needs to be put in a place <laughs> by us men. <laughs> by Kermit the soldier. <laughs> Animal can be the love interest. Let's <laughs> Let's get on to quick firing. Quick fire. Um see the whole theory of mine did spark a second uh, that snails tried to steal a dragon's tooth. I'm like every uh, every player I've ever had kill a dragon wants to steal a tooth. <laughs> So uh, that's what tipped it off for me. <laughs> I was laughing in that moment because it's like, ah, that's so yeah. Yeah. Within the same couple of seconds, um, oh, God, who even did that? I've just got the note electric blue tumbleweed, and it's just one of the CGI effects in this of, yeah, just random magic. They get stopped by electric blue tumbleweeds, mm. and the dwarf just lets out this massive, yeah. it's just wonderful, bad uh, line <laughs> delivery. Is, does, is that the same noise it makes when his hot hat gets shot off with an arrow? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's when it is. It's in that yeah. back alley. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, Gibman? I, I quite liked some of the music, despite the fact that it was a bit nuts. Yeah, the main um, theme's pretty good. I can't remember off no. the top of my head, but I remember writing it down in my head. I've got a, like a toneless. Yeah, na, 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 na. <laughs> so I remember the rhythm. Yeah, but, uh... I got real like 
that the composer was influenced by John Williams. Yeah, they were trying to do Indiana like, Jones. And especially, yes. yeah, and during all Captain Toothpaste <laughs> scenes when he comes in the frame, like, um, uh, they're using, like, it feels like a discount bargain bin version of the Imperial March. Mm. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that's right, because the Imperial March is dun 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 and this was kind of like that, but like a little quicker. Dun 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 dun. Anyway. Oh, I love that. They do the same thing in Masters of the Universe. They have to sort of rip off Imperial March. Really? Oh, I've hey, got to see this trash. Imperial part. March, yeah. rip off of um, Holst's Mars. So, where does it end? Where does it start? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. You know, and Holst ripped off the Beatles. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the Beatles was ripping off some cavemen knocking rocks together, so it's all know. you know derivative. The, the but then they were ripping off Morrissey. So really, where does it end? <laughs> you want to know what Morrissey's ripping off? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, I did enjoy Captain Dan the Toothpaste Man. He was uh, he was fun. Yeah. He had some great facial expressions and some really fun line deliveries. And the highlight for me was um, post brigades at every sewer. Entrance and exit. Post brigades at every sewer. Entrance and exit. Like the delay before the mm. rest of the line <laughs> made it sound yeah. like he like, <laughs> like forgot the rest of the line was coming, or like he yeah. suddenly thought he had to be more specific. Like no, not every, not every <laughs> sewer. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he felt yeah, like he would be in in a better D and D movie as well. Like his character felt in place. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate. Yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah, that character was part of his world. The rest really weren't. Yeah. Although I do love how slow all his line yeah. deliveries were. Fantastic. Yeah. He mm. looks a bit like Jason Isaacs as well. He's got a lot going for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll cut um, some down the toothpaste, man. Just the line of, you know, oh, this rope spell's the only way she can get guys to come home with her. Oh, I'd have to put a feeble mind spell to bring you home. It's like, oh, wow. Sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> D&D stuff. Yep. Just uh, <laughs> There you go, kids. <laughs> That's Cram what it's it. like to play and and try to yeah. improvise insults. <laughs> um, ah, <laughs> uh, the elf. In, uh, in sorry, the dwarf. Oh, in yeah. one of the few. Oh, things I don't even he think has a do. name. <laughs> uh, the dwarf. I left space to write it down, and I never came back. To it. <laughs> Short John. Nobody calls him by name again after that. Damn. And yeah, they went to the effort of naming snails, but they couldn't give out <laughs> my my beardy dwarf buddy. Uh, like, I'm name. also snails. Um, yeah, he's not at all enchanted by the elf at all. Yeah. He to not enough meat on the bones, and you need some hair on the chin, something you can hang on to. I did love that. That was a very unexpected line. As he's just wolfing down fucking uh, some Woolies roast chicken. Oh, God God bless his cotton socks. His cotton beard. Um, so yeah, Richard O'Brien in general was great, but um, his, his mannerisms and just his face, but... And yeah. Yeah, most of what he delivered, but the, the line I wrote down was... Has anyone ever finished it before? Uh, no. They all died trying. <laughs> just, <laughs> he's got a wonderful In, smile. Just blunt. Is, uh, yeah. Brian. He's got this wonderful... He is camp. He's just the, the definition mm. of camp yeah. in every way. He's yeah. absolutely he wonderful. He was the other character I felt genuinely belonged here. Because that yeah. is like yeah. Pu- yeah. pure NPC fodder. That is amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah, he loves every day of his life in this place. I liked Purple Dude, and I have a line of his written down, but I can't remember how he delivers it. But the line mm-hmm. was just, uh, I'll sample it, but the line is something like, take them away. 
Oh, take her away. Yeah. I've written that down and put like an unnecessary amount of H's in there. Yeah, I couldn't think how to, I, I clearly couldn't express how to pronounce it. So I've just written yeah. it that way, but we'll, we'll hear it. We'll hear it now. Take her away. Ha. Ha. <laughs> Reaction sounds. <laughs> well, you know what laughter sounds like. You can imagine it for yourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> BT. Oh, you almost skipped me, like, uh, um, <laughs> like, Initiative uh, order. <laughs> like shitty Jeremy London was <laughs> skipping tiles, like, when uh, he was in the, May- um, uh, What's-His-Face's series of challenges, mm-hmm. which, by the way, got easier as they went along, mm-hmm. oh, like, yeah. significantly. Even the fire room yeah. wasn't, like... The last was just break the you, hourglass. I, I, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it was a subversion, it was a little What trick. an easy puzzle, right? But yeah, and even in the fire room where he's playing that game when you're a kid, mm-hmm. you know, you're only stepping on certain tiles when you're walking in the mall or whatever. Yeah. Like even then, you could have just run for it. That wasn't. Well, he like, did. Yeah. End, yeah. 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 That that wasn't like really high powered fire. You, nah. you take the singed hair. That yeah. said, I do like how some of the safe tiles flip over as he's about yeah. to step on them. That, that was, was cool. cool. Yeah, that was that, fun. That's a good well, game mechanic. Mm. I think I saw that in Mario Galaxy. Very good. <laughs> that was my, well, that was my next thing, actually. That whole scene in general, um, it's, you know, it may be a few basic things, but I liked where, yeah, the wall was closing in, so he goes to step on a red yeah. eye because he has ascertained that they're the safe ones and it flips to mm-hmm. yellow, and so he has to, yeah, you know, rethink. Um, just generally, this whole thing, like I said earlier, it, it couldn't rely on dialogue, it had to tell tell a visual story, which mm. was great. It was just such a nice change, and Nell and I both be getting angry as this film had been going on, and um, <laughs> mostly from Marlon Wayans, <laughs> but this, this scene happened, and we went, well, that was all right, that was all right. Um, but there was another bit in particular. Again, like his solution wasn't all that impressive. But there's this—he's just—he no. presses himself against the wall of this corridor with the swinging axes, and the camera yeah. focuses on his face and then the axes, and it's communicating that he's watching the yeah, axes figuring and figuring out. out what to do, which was great. Yeah. Mm. I, I suddenly I yeah. could like that was audience surrogacy. I could go, okay, here yeah. I am. And, and, what would and, I do? Yeah, yeah. fucking yeah, it was powerful good. stuff. Take that. Um, Tarkovsky, <laughs> the, the 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 champ the, the champion of linear storytelling, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> of audience surrogacy. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I'll say that the porridge carpet looked quite good. I know it was actual porridge, <laughs> and that it fucked up um, Marlon Wayans, and he still describes it as like the worst day of filming ever. <laughs> it looked good, you know, when he the, the fact that the pattern of the carpet was kind of still on top of the oatmeal. He was just kind of s- yeah. sinking into it. Yeah, I thought that was yeah decent effect. It was cool. the one part of the movie that I was like, I'm surprised that they're going practical here yeah. when they've gone CGI overload everywhere else. True, they could have easily but had that, CGI gloop. Yeah, um, but then yeah, he had to have porridge on him for the rest of the movie, <laughs> and then <laughs> he died. And then he died. <laughs> he died shitty and porridgey. All right, I do have to throw a special mention to the bit where they get sucked into the map because I literally stole this idea and used it in one of my campaigns. Where the party found a map of a dungeon, but shock horror, the map was the dungeon and they got sucked into it. Um, I am bummed. Yeah, well, the big difference is they actually got to play out what it was like to be in that dungeon, whereas here they just kind of come out again and go, oh, this is what the Wraith told us, and we also had a bit of a thing in them, and also we're kind of friends now and maybe in love? So you didn't. Wait, what? So you didn't just role play the two people left outside the map and, like, so guys, you've got an hour to kill, what do you talk about? And then you text the other guys what (laughs) they found in the dungeon. That could mm-hmm. be an interesting dynamic, though, where um, 
like two of the players have to stay outside of the map protecting the map and maybe there are enemies and if they cut the map then yeah. that part of the dungeon gets mm-hmm. fucked up just like in this oh, that's movie. cool i might Ooh. have to revisit this idea <laughs> <laughs> oh shit they spilled beer on it and then inside there's like a flood of beer <laughs> yeah Come on, that yeah, would be pretty that, sick. That would have been interesting rather than they go away, they come back. Oh, what an adventure we've had. I know. Oh, wow, you guys should have been there. And if this was like yeah. more of a comedy focused thing, that would be a pretty funny joke to be like, they go in, hate each, each other, they come out as like romantic partners and be like, oh, it was such an adventure in there. <laughs> really we lived a whole life in there. Yeah, oh, just amazing. Yeah, it's like, because obviously we're watching Game of Thrones at the moment for our other podcast, Thrones of Game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And. I've found a lot of Daenerys storylines is like cutting away and then com- cutting back after clearly a lot of action has happened. Mm. And this is just all <laughs> that reminded me of. Well, you guys are heading into a period of them having much less budget. So that shit's going to be happening a lot more. Woo. It's like, yeah. how's, how's Rob Stark's war against the South going? Yeah, great. Three more battles. Vicious, <laughs> bloody things. Really horrible. You oh yeah, like for context it, as me. well, people out there, we're watching it backwards. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're heading into cheaper territory. Eventually, it will look like Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, I've go. lost track of where we were. Who? Who's was that? Was that? Uh, I just, I just thing? went. It's yeah. me. More yeah, me yeah. talking. And this is one of my <laughs> favorite bits of the movie. The one of the few times I had to rewind it, which was in the scuffle <laughs> scene where. Uh, the scroll is going around everywhere and the mm. mage is on the floor trying to reach for it. Yep. And uh, Mr. Toothpaste, uh, <laughs> he kind of looks like the Mr. Sheen Man as well, doesn't oh, yeah. he? Um, oh, yeah. He puts his boot down on the map and completely misses it. <laughs> like he maybe puts his <laughs> foot on a corner that was just poking out of the scroll. It's yeah. meant to be, yeah, that moment where he steps on the scroll and there's no like no getting it. He's and Mariner looks up and is like, gulp, and she like could easily pull it away. Yeah. <laughs> it is fantastic. I implore everybody to watch the entire movie again just for this one scene. <laughs> that is wonderful. <laughs> there was one moment of Marlon Wayans that I liked. Um, he's, I think he's standing, is he in Dam- Damn It Dan Captain Toothpaste Man's ch- rooms or something, and he's standing behind the empty suit? Right, and he take and he takes yeah, a big yeah. nasally breath and goes, "I'm Demidor." It was it was strangely appealing, <laughs> the deepness yeah. and richness of the voice. Um, <laughs> bit of control in his performance there. Yeah. So um, well, that would have been good. My one's going to be one of his lines too, and I can't Ooh. decide whether or not this is abs. This is shit on purpose, <laughs> but it is shit. <laughs> it's just about whether or not it was meant to be. Um, the line is just like you thieves. Always taking things that don't belong to you. That's that's brilliant. Uh, You'd put that in a parody. That was my next one. You would put that in a parody, and I can't yeah. decide whether or not they knew that was brilliant. Oh, yeah, yeah, Scary Movies Marlon Wayans. Was that his suggestion? Like, <laughs> That's so shit. It's perfect. I love it. Okay, I'll have snails be like, oh, is that what I've been doing? A, oh, am shit. I, am so I the baddies? Sorry. Guys, 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 am I a cliche? (laughs) (laughs) No, you've got... Someone's got to tell me. You've got... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know. (laughs) All those things you've got. Um, so one thing, one thing I kind of don't get is that purple guy with the extra eye in his head, Mm. who looks quite expensive. I don't understand why that isn't a more recognizable D&D race, like a drow or a Mm. Gethzerai or something. Yeah, fuck. My only guess is maybe it's like a deep cut and this is like from the second edition or something like that. But it's just weird that of all the races they could have picked from, they made one up. The purple dudes, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we have have we talked about 
the beholder seeking sequence, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah. One of the most recognizable, yeah. iconic Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons monsters ever. And it's in the background yeah. of scene, never looks at the camera, and it's distracted and just floats <laughs> off. Yeah. Oh, the Medusa yep. ball thing. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so annoying. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It felt like but it was, it, extra scenes. When... It was a very it was a very point to it moment of, oh, look, a beholder. These people nudge. have seen D&D before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> look, we're getting feedback that well, this isn't D&D related enough. I need you to shoot another scene with, uh... but we've got no money yeah. left. Just do something. Put on a hat. Yeah, that's what so many scenes <laughs> of this movie reek of. We've run out of money. <laughs> like, because mm-hmm. they can, yeah, put a lot of makeup into um, Third Eye Guy. Um, yeah. One dude, the entire yeah. movie. Yeah, one dude. Uh, but they're like, uh, okay, we'll just have to do a pool of porridge on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old pool of porridge trick. <laughs> uh, I've only got two more, uh, but um, yeah, Toothpaste has uh, an unfortunate moment when he's uh, like about to interrogate uh, Rachel Vice Mage, and he's like holding his sword like threateningly, but it's just at such a. It looks like he's holding his dick and walking <laughs> along. <laughs> Love that. It's all symbolism. Okay, my last one oh. for our final thing is um, the final fight between Ridley and Damn It Down Toothpaste Man <laughs> owns all of his shit in a caravan. Yeah. Um, it's adds some speed to it. Some yeah. of the hits even look good, some of them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. There's a few of them anyway that sort of you could see, you could see, it, see them kind of connect. And uh, yeah, one thing I've been a lot, you know, really wary of, I uh, know, like more aware of recently is how slow and cumbersome and rubbish a lot of fight scenes look in movies and TV nowadays. Mm. Um, I'm just more aware of it now, I think. I'm becoming slightly more uh, cine-literate. Not cine-literate, but fighty-literate. And I I don't know, there's just just something about shoddy editing that stands out. And this movie had lots and lots Mm. of it. There was the occasional moment when there was a sequence Mm. where I went, oh, bloody hell, that was thrilling for a few seconds <laughs> and yeah this 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 fight scene had a bit Good of stuff glad to hear it all right yeah. i will say tom baker a warm presence a authoritative voice um i loved his scene just suddenly everything about it felt like a movie it just just everything seemed to click in that one moment maybe because our main guy was unconscious as well that helped mm. um, <laughs> but yeah just oh i just fucking love the guy he's got such a wonderful manner to him and um yeah, really came across in his one scene in this as the king of the elves. Yay. Okay, yep. let's go around and just empty. Let's, let's finish this off. So, uh, BT, any you've got left? Uh, I want to see just once in a movie because, you know, they have that bit when they're in Rivendell yeah. or whatever it is, and they go for the, you know, we were arguing, but now we're going to kiss. I want to see that fail just once oh, I think I've in seen a movie. And have someone go, oh, oh I'm, so- I'm sorry. I-, I totally misread that situation. Really sorry. Is this going to be awkward? It's going to be awkward. <laughs> is I'm re- oh, well, that, w- that was my uh, final note, actually, where, yeah, Jonathan Failure Thomas just totally exceeds the movie kiss there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, f- I, I don't know. Look at it. It feels like he's, like, going for way more of an open mouth than she is. <laughs> and, like, it really looks gross. Ugh. Like, Gotta love yeah. that. You've got to go Jurassic World. Mouth. It happens in Jurassic mm. World. The guy goes in for a kiss and uh, doesn't uh, get it. Right. Yeah, but I don't want to watch Jurassic World. Fair enough. That movie sucks. Oh, you're kidding? That was the comedy of the year. <laughs> uh, um, and then wrote down in all caps, never split the party. Um, and the, when, you know, uh, John Hero Man finds the skeleton, he's like, ah, but you must break the spell. He's like, but how do I break the spell? I just wanted the skeleton to be like, look, dude, if I knew that, I would not be a skeleton in a dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> look at me. What about me says yeah. great life choices right now. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, I'll just cap with the last one in the big fight between uh, Jeremy Irons and John Hiraman. Like Jeremy Irons just summons this awesome staff and just begins beating the crap out of him with him, and then just chucks it away. It's like. <laughs> So again, I'm going to call back to my uh, meta-narrative and be like, okay, the DM is like this, he's going to kill them, and I have to just have him d- uh, nerf him. I'm just going to say he throws the, sp- the, the, the scepter away. That's fine. Yeah, that's what happens. He uses the scepter to conjure another scepter, yeah. which is seemingly more powerful. Keeps and blocking he- all the, the very weak sword strikes. And then he throws both of them aside. <laughs> he's like, yeah. I don't need either of these. God, I'm dope. <laughs> It's like, we just need to end this session. Just, uh, look, yeah. he, he, he gets rid of the, the scepter, whatever. Yeah, the piece is here. It's getting cold. Let's just fucking, yeah. let's just deal with it. I, not going to lie, I lost that page. Uh, it, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't great. Anyway. We didn't do that much with it last week, did we? Uh, that's fine. That's just, fine. just keep moving, keep moving. Uh, and that is going to be all my notes. Great. Yeah, Elliot, out. are you up? Yep. Gibbons out? Yep. Okay. Um, I thought Skeleton Guy was well-designed. And I mm. quite like the main guy's final costume that he's wearing in the graveyard scene. Right. That brings us to... Oh, the piece de resistance. The uh, fucking... Mm. Piece de resistance. The piece de resistance. The, the reason to watch this fucking movie really is that's just not unbelievably not yet Sir Jeremy Irons. I've enjoyed our little chat, but now it's your time to die. Back for more! You really think you can use that, you little burglar? Just giving it his all. He's wonderful. He's in mm. this movie because Joel Silver knew him from Die Hard with a Vengeance, where he's also great. Um, yeah. And oh, for real. I think he took it because his kids liked the game or something. And mm. oh, man. <laughs> what a great gift from a dad is <laughs> a, perform- yeah. a performance oh. in this movie. It's, it's, the, it's the antithesis to cynicism, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's 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 just the complete opposite of that. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't chew scenery. He makes a ham and cheese sandwich out of the scenery and then just eats it. <laughs> oh, he applies yeah. extra condiment. It's so good. He takes that croque oh. monsieur in a bar of chocolate and takes alter- uh, alternating yeah. bites. It's delicious. <laughs> I remember <laughs> and fucks it. I, I've seen certain bits of this. I've seen certain bits of this on YouTube before, and and um, at one stage whilst watching this, my mother came in. And I was like, oh, mom, look, it's Jeremy Irons. And I suddenly really worried it wasn't going to be one of the big YouTube-worthy m- bits. But there are no such yeah. bits. It was fine. Immediately, <laughs> within five seconds, she was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I want to see this character in everyday life. Like, hello, I would like to order a pizza. The Empress will not let me. Oh, my God. Yeah, his grandstanding. Just his... Booming in lieu of any actual point, yeah, um, and and just getting people support regardless is very much how I felt <laughs> about his performance. Yeah. Um, the, the the one I wrote down at the end was just just because I had to try and transcribe it and you know decide how to spell every single word that he pronounced. <laughs> but when when um, Jeremy Kanu decides to break break the rod mm. and he drops to his knees or whatever, no, he doesn't drop to his knees. He just throws his arms out to the side and goes, "No!" <laughs> as, he, as he reaches for the rod. What have you done? <laughs> um, and also, his, his, when he's killing goes to kill Ridley at the mm. end, he has the longest spell. Yeah. It takes him so long to get it all out. If it would have just... It was a, a very poor choice. <laughs> it was just magic him. missile. If he just had, like, magic missile, yeah, yeah it would be done. But no, he's commanding he a minute-long spell. Post- dozens of red dragons. <laughs> Why are they just <laughs> a background to this scene? Like, mm. He's still summoning them. That was all their names. Yeah, it really makes... And they're very long names. <laughs> it really makes me want to read the script and just see what was there and what was just pure irons. Because especially that bit where it's like, damn it, Arzol, but you said you would cure him. He just goes, ah! 
Like, was that in the script? <laughs> or was it just Irons just offhand? Did it say be, that? Oh, of course, my friend. I, I, I value your friendship. And I said I would do this. He's like, bang. <laughs> that was a time <laughs> What did he say? What did he say? Anywho, look. We've got to bring this to a close. So, Goodman, uh, did we get anything from the OGT? Let me just have a quick look from the OGT OG. while we're waiting. OGT. Um, Beige and Elliot, can we get a quick OG team from you? OG team. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. OG team. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> team. Oh, damn. T- t- the OG team <laughs> cannot threaten us now. And, oh, to be able to... If I can just do a quick Thora Birch OG Go team. Uh, OG team. Mm. Perfect. Oh, no. Nailed it. OG team. Yeah. The D&D the losers. I will not condone a course of action that would lead us to OG team. <laughs> <laughs> Crap, flicks and chill, said... The best thing about the D&D movie has to be Damodar's contractual obligation to dazzle wearing Ichiban lipstick for men. <laughs> Ichiban. Oh, fuck. Very good. And we've got a link to Joey's lipstick commercial. Um, yeah. Sean Flurl, enemy of the podcast, Sean Flurl. Um, oh, I haven't read Tyrant. this tweet yet. He said, apparently I'm in a feud with Goodman. Uh, meet me in the parking lot at noon tomorrow, you coward. Let's end this. Well, jokes on him, because that was yesterday, and he's probably... Uh, <laughs> you weren't there. Still that yeah, yeah. He's just a skeleton holding on to a rod. <laughs> I went south so quickly. Which park was he in? <laughs> I went and found the rod and everything. Oh, and apparently this film was used to... Was used to excite moviegoers towards Fellowship of the Ring, so it's a good thing yeah. that they wanted you to like a far superior film. It is good that they <laughs> wanted you to do that and not go out and that do was, something. That was a Bob Shea like initiative, I imagine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Staff Rackard didn't even have anything to do with it. Didn't um, he felt it. And then uh, Yamasaki Meshitero um, said, Ooh. "This is God. I have to just just apologies in advance for not doing that properly." Um, this is solidly the best of the D and D movies. I'm super happy others out there are into this film. Love heart. It might well be Aww. the best of the D and D movies. I've I heard don't that's know. Not... I haven't seen, I haven't seen any, <laughs> any of the, the others. I've heard the third one's actually pretty good. I haven't got to it yet. Oh uh, yeah. Well, the second yeah. one has Davidar mm. in it, right? Has mm. Bluetooth place man. I've just realised every time we've done this podcast, we've done a part of a, a discount film franchise, mm. and just not any of the other movies. <laughs> <laughs> and ignored them completely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, oh, Captain Damn well, It, Damn Toothpaste, Bluetooth salesman, is in it? Then I'm I'm all game. Uh, well, all game? Yeah. Thank yeah. you, OG yeah. team. Thank you, OG team, for that <laughs> marvellous contribution. <laughs> I haven't checked Facebook yet. <laughs> oh, you did that. I don't think we've got anything. Uh, okay. Well, fuck it then. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck everyone. <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck Facebook. Yeah, sick. <laughs> sick, blood. Thanks, team. Okay. Um, thanks, OG team, again. LEMBT, how can people find out about all of your wonderful diabolical works? Are we doing a quick one better thing? or? Oh, fuck. Okay. One better Sorry. thing. The one better thing. Uh, we'll be quick. Always got another mm-hmm. little segment for love me. It, you? Love it. I love reminding <laughs> you of your great ideas. Love it. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. Um, Elliot, do you have a? Let's talk, Elliot. Uh, do you have a one better thing? Fuck, I didn't have one chambered. Uh, has uh, yeah, someone yeah, else go. I have a thing. Um, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, BT? Uh, you can check out the uh, series by uh, I don't know what's called, just the gamers, and it's very brief. But it is uh, three separate, um, <laughs> very fa- fan films. One's based on D&D, one's based a little bit more on, I think, like a Magic the Gathering kind of thing. Um, they're good, and they are obviously fans of the genres they're talking about, and they're funny, and yeah. Love um, And also, I, I would say for your ensemble adventure, your, your Firefly slash, slash Serenity, that's, it's, mm. you know, sci-fi instead of fantasy, but it is yeah. your, your ensemble cast on adventures. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, uh, for la- lack of something else uh, coming to my brain, any of the Muppets movies are good uh-huh. ensemble uh, shows. Uh, and Farscape, yeah, yeah. fuck it. Let's... I was definitely <laughs> going to recommend Farscape. <laughs> I, I just got into this recently. Uh, Nell's, Nell's got me into it, and uh, yeah. I'm officially obsessed. Stop. Yeah, it is a it is a completely superior um, ensemble series. Brilliant sci-fi mm-hmm. fantasy. Brilliant. Yep. So um, I guess in, in place of that, uh, Stardust is a film oh, that yeah, comes, comes across as, um, you know, it's maybe to the people who don't know anything about it, got the same reputation as like a fantasy that not necessarily going to be into but it's actually very very good funny well acted and um surprising at, at every turn yeah so um that's that's how you do it mm. yeah absolutely mm. it was a good fun and, and yeah bt just reminded me of course the other thing i mentioned before was yeah the dungeons and dragons episode of community which is i think pretty much started the spark of why we started um, playing it right like there were a couple, i'm not sure what the first thing re- was uh, reintroduce yeah. the so, conversation um, D&D. there were a couple of things that kind of pushed it into the mainstream the mabim bam guys doing um the adventure zone you have the you like yeah. you say the D&D episode of uh, community uh mm-hmm. stranger things you know had D&D yeah. in it and uh, uh, even before yeah. that you'd have uh, critical role and yep, critical acquisitions role. incorporated yep so uh, there was a few things that sort of came about once that kind of led to the big D and D assaults that we're all currently mm-hmm. in, uh, mm. yeah, which is good stuff. Yeah, and unfortunately, like a lot of things in Community, uh, they couldn't yeah. recreate the magic with their second oh, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons episode. But the first Absolutely. one is still astounding storytelling, and yeah, yeah definitely worth it. Okay, um, I'm gonna uh, first of all, like I said earlier, Conan the Barbarian and Red Sonja, they're bad movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Conan the Destroyer is a bad <laughs> film, but my god, if I don't have a soft spot for them, and Arnie with an <laughs> indistinct indis. Unintelligible accent who shows up in Red Sonja not playing Conan for no reason. He could easily be Conan in it. I am Hercules. <laughs> Hercules in no, New York Arnie, also worth a watch. Um, <laughs> maybe they just couldn't get him to say I am Conan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you Go tell on. him. What? <laughs> um, but also for some reason, whilst watching this, maybe it's something to do with the graphics being roughly on par. But I kept thinking about the first Witcher game. I think The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, exploded and everybody has played that, even people who've never played the games mm-hmm. before. But I would recommend the first Witcher game. It's a little janky and it's um split up into chapters and some of the locations are it's kind of segmented off in a way that maybe makes it feel like you're playing levels rather than a whole open world. But mm-hmm. I just remember really loving it and its lore. Um, yeah. And it does something really interesting with the sort of racial tensions between elves and mortals and magic users and non-magic users and there's a whole mm. plot going on there, and Geralt is just such a charming fucking character, and it's distinct in my head for being mostly set within the city, whereas um you spend a lot of The Witcher three you know out in the rural communities. So I like yeah, the yeah, sort right. of in the, the countryside, yeah, in the wilds hunting, the, exactly <laughs> hunting wildly. <laughs> Wild hunt. <laughs> um. So yeah, I recommend the first Witcher game. The second one I played a Great. bit of, then I took a break and came back and couldn't figure out how any of the controls worked. <laughs> so maybe it's great too. It probably is. Fuck. If we're mentioning <laughs> video games, there's so many oh, yeah. you could obviously throw to. But um, I want to give a shout out to one that I don't think many people would have played. Uh, is the series called Trine? Oh, T R I N E. Um, you can get them pretty cheap. They're often on sale, but it's just really clever uh, platforming mechanics with yeah three party members. Like yeah, and they all have different attributes, and it and feels actually very much in this realm. So <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I bought Trine. Um, and yeah, I bought Trine in a Steam sale. Trine and Trine Two in a Steam sale about ten years ago, and I haven't played them yet. I shall. Yeah, no, the, the uh, all f- all four of them are wonderful. Yeah, Dungeon Siege was the big sort of 
role-playing game of my childhood i think that got me into the whole thing and that was mm. a party dynamic game as well although it was a uh Baldur's gate alike so you know it was a bit portrait and text heavy anyway yeah go play and watch all of those things yeah fuck now that was the one better thing the one better thing bt and elliot how can people find out about all your stuff uh, yeah, well, um, I guess a big thing we want to talk about at the moment is our new <gasps> podcast. It's a scripted fiction series, uh, mm-hmm. Pulp Fury Radio. Yeah, this is a uh, series where we've uh, an anthology series where we've taken pulp genres like sci-fi, fantasy, and noir and horror, and just scripted uh, roughly uh, forty-five minute to an hour scripts uh, with professional <laughs> actors and sound effects and all that kind of stuff. And if you enjoy your fantasy, check out Working Class Wizards. Uh, I'm very proud of that one. That is a mashup of just all mm. things fantasy and a bit of a parody, a bit of a goof, but I still love it and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, listen closely. You'll hear some enemies <laughs> of the show in Sean Fleur and uh, all the other baby beaters in there oh, as well. Oh, we hate those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get them out of this podcast. <laughs> and also Ellen and Chris and Phil, whose names escaped me for some reason. Probably because we hate them so much. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> Babies uh, don't have beards, what? <laughs> <laughs> but, Nonsense. Uh, yeah, we're also reviewing TV shows uh, at the Simpsons Index, uh, where uh, we've had the OGT guys on a couple mm-hmm. of times now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, we review old and new Simpsons there, and we're also reviewing... Yeah, our other, other, other podcast is Thrones of Game, where we're w- reviewing Wait. Game of Thrones backwards. So I've already seen the entire show, but Elliot had never watched a single episode until we started watching in reverse order. And uh, we recently had one of these polls on, but which one? You'll yeah. have to listen to find <gasps> out. It was Goodman. Oh. <laughs> Whoever he is. They didn't ask me. I asked, no, I asked them. I hounded them. Yeah, <laughs> for weeks. Hey guys, I know you're a, you're an expressly two person uh, show, and you have been for many seasons right now. But uh, me, me, <laughs> hey guys, we like throwing in surprises. Pew pew pew. Pew pew pew. Yep. Renegades. Well, speaking of pew pew pew, Paul, how can people pew 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 us? They can pew 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 us all the way to Twitter and Facebook. Um, can't think of a way to join those two things. Pew pew pew. <laughs> uh, OGT Pod. You can uh, send us an email at Gmail at OGT Pod at Gmail dot com. Paul, uh, have you? Did you? Think of a pew 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 link. No, that that was gonna be? I, I turned around wow. and started scratching my butt. <laughs> this is the bit I get. I don't get to talk in. It's great. I love it. It's my <laughs> holiday. Leave me alone, oh, sweet. Well, you go back to enjoying that. Um, <laughs> I will. And talk some bollocks for another thirty seconds. Um, y- you can hear more bollocks um, from me to a silent pool. Um, often disdainful on uh, Spotify, on which we're on now. Ooh. On and uh, we also have a Patreon on on uh, <laughs> of which Elliot is a member. I know. BT said he was going to, Ash. probably, in my dreams. But he would like the it bonus if you were to sign content, up because dude. we just released a spooky, totally accurate battle simulator Let's Play, yeah. which uh, turned out very, very well. Um, yeah. Nearly melted and my computer, spookly. but it was worth it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think if we just get, if we only get through one um, <laughs> high-end gaming computer a week, <laughs> just to get some of these these thirty-minute let's plays out to the to our adoring patrons, then I think it's all worth Fuck it. Yeah, Paul, when's that next one being delivered? <laughs> um, we have also just released our pitches for our, our slasher franchises. Paul did Friday the Thirteenth, and this Paul did Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm. They're both very, very good and sexy. <laughs> I, I'll tell you that for nothing. Like Jason and Freddy that, themselves. Like Jason, like Robert England himself, <laughs> commenting on how much he enjoys working with na- the, the young naked women, um, <laughs> like in the good old days. Yeah. Other than Elm Street too, and yeah. Other than that, well, there is more to come. Ooh. In in many respects. Inevitably, it just keeps on hmm. coming. 
<laughs> it really does. Yeah. Make it stop. I'm <laughs> Paul Pew Pew. I'm never going to stop. Oh, I'm Elliot J. O'Neill. Uh, and I rolled a one. <laughs> 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 and remember, the one good thing about Dungeons & Dragons is... Just-